Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start, if you've enjoyed previous episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You've been on this before. Hi. Hi. I have been. <laughs> Welcome, Sam. Welcome to the yard. <laughs> Thanks very much. So for those listening, well, who no one else would be consuming this if they weren't listening, um, welcome to the Car Chat Podcast. I'm here today in, a, in an outdoor setting with Phil McGovern. Hello. Hello. We're sweating. We are. We decided to move outside because if you tune into the video, you'll see it's quite a nice view and there's some cars cruising past and whatnot but it seems to be significantly hotter than the room we were going to use inside so. yeah we falsely assumed that don't we completely the wrong way around so if we melt halfway through apologies um can you tell you you have been on the podcast before so yeah. and we covered a bit of your journey and whatnot but can you tell the audience just a little bit about sort of who you are what you do where we are oh crikey um so name's phil mcgovern which you've very kindly introduced me as which is ace perfect start um <laughs> I am uh, one of the founders of Caffeine and Machine, uh, which is a dysfunctional youth centre for the automotive and petrolhead community. Mm. Um, we are knocking on the door of five years old as an operational business. Uh, we are but two weeks away from opening up our new location, which is wild to even consider that we made this one work five years in is crazy. Yeah. Um, to consider opening up a second one, sounds like a rod for my own back, but we're going to go get it. It sounds really exciting. Um, and look, we're, uh, it's been a really interesting journey. It, it started as this kind of, how do I put um, a ring fence up around the community and provide a playground and a home and a place for people to hang out um, somewhere where inclusion was, was key to the success of what Caffeine and Machine was all about. Um, you know, you and I have both been in the car industry long enough. It's quite toxic. It's quite cliquey. Um, the challenge was to try and put on a show every single day. So we're open from nine o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock at night, seven days a week. Um, and the concept was to make everybody welcome at every single stage. And you actually got that written on the side of the building. Yeah. It's kind of stuck in our manifesto. <laughs> like, I don't care your vibe, your jam, your love affair. As long as you do it with passion, yeah. you are welcome. Yeah, um, 100%. Because you do, it's so easy to sort of slip into whatever you're into like like my thing might be I don't know Porsches or something and then be like I'm a Porsche guy I'm not really interested in anything else and like bugger off I only want to go to Porsche stuff but that is actually really boring like, it becomes mighty, it becomes incredibly insular doesn't it and um, you know I've noticed it over the years that if you're if you're a love affair of a brand it's it's quite welcoming and open and then you get down to a product level and it gets a bit weirder and then you get to yeah. der derivative of product level and it's even weirder um and yeah, look, we both share the same passion. We're both Porsche heads, right? My love affair started in Volkswagens, yeah. um, which is why we do an air-cooled night, and I hope to continue doing air-cooled nights until this business no longer exists. Um, my passion set is right there. Um, but it doesn't negate my love affair of everything from that bright yellow Honda Integra 
to the Celica, to the RX-7, to your big wagon, you know, I like all of it because I'm drawing inspiration from everywhere. Yeah. Um, and at the core of it is the people, Sam, you know that. It's, mm. it's, always, it's always the it's people. It's always people. And our love affairs chop and change. Um, and there's another thing that we like, to, we like to flex. We like our slogans in this place, and it's get in where you fit in. <laughs> um, it's, it's that, you know, find the weirdness in the wonderfulness um, and meet a stranger that becomes a friend because that's all that this place ever fosters. Yeah, yeah. Find and the lonely guy or gal and go and say hi because they'll share something with you. And everything, pretty much everything that seems to have rolled up so far, you can tell that someone's like keen on it. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's not, no, no one's turned up in like a blancmange car that they don't care about. They care about it. Yeah. And there's quite, we've had quite a variety even yeah. whilst I've been sitting here for 40 minutes or so. And some, some people, it's a vector. It's a, it's a transport device. You know, you might find photographers, videographers, uh, music producers that are complete petrol heads, um, but they love creating the content and the assets that support the industry that we love. Mm. Um, and they might just roll around in something quite basic. Um, you know, Jim, who's our sign writer, who's an incredibly talented, deep, deep petrol head, but all he cares about in life is his Mark IV Golf GTI. Yeah. That's like literally all he cares about. And it's not the most perfect thing, and it's wonderful for it. Well, that's it, and you just, yeah, exactly. It's it's the people, and the the longer I'm in it, the less, it's like the less I care about the cars. Yeah, like, it's an age, it's odd. an age thing as well. Yeah, like, I can see what you're doing. I've seen you rolling around in these things. Like this is cool. Um, like, it's just it just it does the job. I mean, it does the job very nicely. Yeah, but it's, so we we've got my E63 is nicely rolled up. It's actually in SUV mode at the moment, so I can park up. Access up on the hill. Um, so, if we wind, wind back, we yeah. last did a podcast in. I wrote that long time ago. March 2020. Yeah. Um, so, if you're listening and you want to know about how Caffeine Machine came about and the idea and Phil's sort of background and and a bit of dance as well go listen to that podcast yeah i think it was number 38 we're now on number 180 insane you should be applauded which for that, is it's hilarious hmm. but then but way back then i i'm trying to think you hadn't been had you been open for, for that long at that point no so we we opened uh, october 2018 um and then the world shut for us right yes yeah, um, yeah. so we we pop back open yeah thanks like, everyone seems to have forgotten about that. And the amount of people I see coming out of bathrooms having not washed their hands. It's like, did we not learn a thing? <laughs> um, and yeah, we reopened again. It was July, I think, wasn't it? July the 10th is the, oh, the 7th. Somewhere in there, the world reopened. So yeah, when we caught up, we were just getting back into the swing of things. Um, I believe we recorded in one of the bedrooms, which we just opened. Yeah. Because we hadn't got to the point of opening. Because um, we foolishly opened what I've described as a skateboard. So we pushed a skateboard into market. Like conceptually, we had the idea. Um, we had a very, very limited number of staff. We didn't have a clothing line. Um, we didn't have the bedrooms. We didn't really have an event structure. Yeah. Um, we were just opening and seeing where it would take us. Um, so yeah, by the time that we caught up, we were just getting into our stride of beginning to deliver on the brand yeah. um, and the product. Yeah, and you'd started having some nights yeah I think you would possibly knew this for a while but at that point yeah. um, one of which was is it Daikoku is yeah so Daikoku is it's actually happening tonight I know we'll, I'm we'll pleasantly surprised yeah and, and again that goes back to that how do we how do we create an inclusive pattern yeah um, so we describe them as our cult of machine Wednesdays so cult machine is the, the overarching ethos for us it's the if you're in the cult you get it and if you come to Caffeine and Machine, thank you very much. But many people who don't come to Caffeine and Machine don't even know about Caffeine and Machine. I'd, I'd put them in the cult of machine because yeah. it's that, that love affair, petrol hedonism. Um, so yeah, first Wednesday of every month is, is Daikoku. And then second Wednesday of every month is a theme, third, fourth. Uh, and then we occasionally drop these twisters in on the fifth. Um, but the idea is to create a natural heartbeat that people can diarize and catch up with their mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Daikoku's amazing. It's probably... Probably the most diverse community that we have, um, the JDM community. By the way, that is a case quad track in the background. Apologies for those listening if you get a bit of... Um, Someone is preparing our audio. food. Local farmer, arable <laughs> farmer, yeah. Um, but the Daikoku night is absolutely amazing. And it's, it's the, 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 the financial scale that's involved in it is incredible. Because um, you, you have million pound JDM cars. You know, really? all, all the way down to... What, what is a, a million pound JDM? 
uh, let's talk kind of classic Toyota, kind of James Bond style oh, okay. Toyota. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. You've got these absolutely bonkers kind of GTR brigade now, R34s, yeah. uh, Nismo 400s getting really expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The really niche, like they only made a few yeah. in Japan. Yeah. Top. Cosmos. You know, there's some really cool stuff. You know, they're not in the million, but they're all in that broad spectrum that kind of goes all the way down to the 1500 quid Celica. It's really funny how that, it's not funny, it's not the right word, but how that's evolved 100% over my lifetime and also the sort of time I've been into cars. I sort of stuff probably started when I was properly about 20, something yeah. like that. And all of those kind of cars were sort of there as like for the young people, I'd say, at that sort of time. They were super accessible, weren't they? And then you just see them as they were the sort of cheap stuff. Obviously, that was probably the niche ones that you didn't know about. And then now everyone's like, I want those cars from yeah. my childhood. Yeah, try and find an R34 GTR and get changed from 100 grand. Yeah. Like, I it's saw, insane. I saw a brilliant meme, from, and it was from um, the first Fast and the Furious. And you know that bit where... Um, What's his name? Walker. Um, is it a bit where what's the what's the retail it, on that, bro? What's the retail on that? And it yeah, was yeah. in three five five. Yeah. And now you look at it, and the Supra's worth like two hundred thousand dollars, and yeah. the Ferrari's worth a hundred. Yeah, it's gone upside down. It's crazy. And so that Daikaku brings that diversity, and then you mix in the motorbikes, of which you know we've never we've never been a motorbike venue. We're a, we're a machine venue. Um, but you you see that spread. Mm. It's, it's wild and it's such an engaging night um, and they're super passionate and they're great with feedback um, and they're incredibly accommodating of that we, we live day by day by making mistakes and we do it we do it openly in front of people it's actually quite a scary proposition mm. making mistakes in front of people consistently yeah um, but you know we're in the service industry we're putting parties on there's always going to be a mistake somewhere and it's how you deal with it um, and the learning that we've gone through is we've grown from like a five-man team with two business directors to what is about to breach a hundred people and then keep going. Whoa. It's crazy. That um, is crazy. And keeping on top of it. That's cool. It's nuts. It's nuts. Well done. Well, without it, right, it doesn't work. So, you know, and you've got, we've kind of become this, uh, you know, the sentiment of if you want to get into Hollywood and you want to be an actor, you go and work in a Hollywood cafe. There's this kind of, if you want to get in the car scene and you want to find yourself working at Tuttle or ProDrive or Jaguar Land Rover or Aston, like they're coming to work here. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're beginning to pick up on who's in the yard. You know, young, young graduate design student behind yeah. the bar realizes that he's serving a coffee to Miles Nuremberger at Aston Martin. And they're like, you two need to talk. Yeah, So there's yeah, this yeah. really lovely kind of we're handing off to the community back. It feels cyclical and circle and circular. Sorry, it's it's really really intriguing, wholesome, lovely. That is that is super cool. I, I wish I lived like if I lived closer. I'm quite far away at the moment. If I lived closer to here, I'd 100% just like sneak in on the way. Yeah. Because like why not? And then also you see stuff, you talk to people. Yeah. And that's one of our biggest challenges. You've referred to the sneak in bit. You know, people think we're a ticketed venue consistently and we're absolutely not. Yeah. You know, we're ticketed on Wednesday nights. Um, you guarantee your ticket on a Friday just because we don't want people to be traveling two and a half hours and yeah. get turned away. Um, but again, like who knew? <laughs> that's crazy. Like, how it? ridiculous that we have to operate like that. But again, you know, we're a... We're a bumpy community. We're not liked by everyone. Yeah. You know, the Petrolhead community is, is a disliked community in general. So being able to protect our business is the only thing that we can, it's the only way we can operate to ensure our survival, the business's survival as a whole, but also show that as a community, we're actually a bunch of really good people. Yeah, I think that's, I don't know if it's underappreciated, but I think that is, you're doing so much for the wider community by being how you are about like you know you don't be a dick like we're not here to go and speed off down the road like come appreciate everyone's welcome yeah. it's a like, hard one to do when people love to peacock though right i know especially cars as well isn't it yeah and it's a you know it's a thing in the scene this kind of belief that you've got to peacock um, and yeah. you've got to show off um you know the best bit about driving is being behind the wheel it's not watching someone go arsing down the road far too fast um, and putting everyone's, putting a lot of people in danger, right? Yeah. So this kind of don't be a dick thing is part of our social governance. It's the way that we want to run our business. Um, and we, we try and project it far and wide, but if I was to kind of like get too distracted in helping all of these other events in mm. terms of the way that we have our ban list, um, you know, again, we're lucky that the odd process of having to ticket 
has provided us the ability to know who's coming. Yeah. Um, so if you do act a fool as you're leaving, like you gave us your phone number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we can give you a call and we can educate <laughs> you and kind of say, look, you know, don't, you don't pee in your own front garden. Um, we built it for the community. We're running it for the community. So look after it. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why people go to an event that you know someone's put a lot of effort in and you're like, this is a really cool place. And then on the street, yeah. outside the front door, I'm not, I don't know what this happens here, but it happens at lots clutch of events. Yeah. Like clutch dumps, burnouts, wheelies down the street, 100 mile an hour flybys. You know, like, this is a family Dude, event. Still, People have got happens. kids. Like, yeah, it still I, happens. I get it as a, the younger version of me. Yeah. Kind of wanted to do that stuff. Yeah, we all did. And you're like, because like, I no, get it. I'm no saint. None of us are. Um, but I think I did some research ages ago. I think there's a better part of half a million miles of tarmac in this country. Yeah. Like you can, there's a time and a place. Oh, yeah. And like not go, when there's crowds. No, go find it. Go find somewhere that you know that you can enjoy. And if not, go find a track or a drift circuit yeah. or pop down to Santa Pod. You know, these things, again, they're, they're, their survival is predicated on your involvement. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to go cock around on the street, all you're doing is inhibiting Santa Pod's ability to, to survive. Yeah. So support. Exactly. And, you, and if you want to go fast, go to a track. Well, Germany's not that far away. Or Germany. Germany. Yeah, just go to Germany. But like, if you really want to push the limits of a car, yeah. go to the track. And a friend of mine spectacularly sent it off into the gravel this week. Um, <laughs> but that's better than going off the road. Yeah, or look, or find space in sim racing. Like, I've, yeah. I've, as I've got a little bit older and I've realized, hey, I can't afford to do track days and I can't afford to go racing like I used to. Um, you know, the concept of, of esports has just really soaked into my it. blood. Have you still got a sim here? Uh, you, well, we got it in the back room. It's a staff thing. Yeah. Um, it's currently in, in, in mid-transition, but we're, we're working really hard with a... So we're, we're very lucky. This, this area, Warwickshire, um, Oxfordshire area, not only is it kind of motorbike, car, track world, um, the gaming community is really thick and diverse here as well. Um, so Leamington Spa is like the home to Codemasters, which is now owned oh, by Electronic okay. Arts. It's home to Playground Games, which is the creator of Forza. Mm. So all the people that make the games... Oh, they, that's cool. They all live and work in and around here. So yeah, I'm, I'm desperately keen to try and launch something that sits in and around the eSport world so we can, because it's, it's great for mental health, you know, finding that time to, to zone out, put your headphones mm. on and go racing. You meet new people. But what I want to do is somehow funnel that into a live activation in the yard so you can yeah. meet, you meet the people that you race online. Um, I think it's hugely powerful. But again, it's a safe space because you can bin it lap yeah. after lap. I, I, I love playing on the sim. Yeah. It's, it's actually the only gaming I do at the moment of any sort. And I, cause I don't get to very much, young kid. And you're like, half an hour. Yeah. I know the, what car. Four and a half track. hours later, still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, you know, you just, you can either try and be tidy and go quick, or you can just be as messy as you like, or try and enter a corner backwards, whatever. And it's fun. What's your platform of choice? Uh, at the moment, I play a lot of Gran Turismo. Yeah. Um, it's that or Assetto Corsa or Assetto Corsa Com competition. Yeah. Um, just because of how my sim rig yeah. is set up. Yeah, I'm a big fan of ACC. Have been since it first came I out. I think that's the best, that's the best racing style one. I just wish there were more cars in AC. ACC feels better to me than, a, than the normal one. Yeah. But there's just way but, more cars in a But there's only GT3 right? cars. Yeah. You're like, well, I want to drive some road cars and some whatever. Yeah. I've never driven a Evo whatever yeah. Tommy Mackin edition. Oh, okay. I can play that in Gran Turismo. Yeah. And I can get a feeling for probably what it's like to drive. They're so close. They're so close. You, I know you and I have both have experienced times in Radicals, right? Yeah. And um, I was very kindly invited to, to drive a Radical recently at Silverstone. I think it was oh, the sweet. SR10. Oh yeah, nice, um, nice. That shit. It's pretty um, mental. Yeah, shout out to the guys at Radical, that was amazing. Um, but running up to it, I did four, four training sessions on a sim um, on a Sato Corsa yeah. um, in a Radical. And by the time I sat in the real car, it was freakishly similar. Like it did things that I absolutely expected it would. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sims are, sims are great. It's really good psychological prep. Yeah. I, I was chatting to a, 
a driver coach, a guy called Colin Hode. I don't think yeah. you've come across him. Yeah. Um, cat driver training. And we were talking about racing and driving and whatever. And I was saying, I find it really difficult when I get on track to get up to speed quickly. Yeah. Because you don't have that much time and it costs loads of money. So you kind of want to, you really want to be like on it pretty quickly. Yeah. And he uh, flipped back to me. He was like, so what sort of prep do you do for when you go on track? And I was like, what? Like turn up, get in the car. He's like, no, do you like, do you like look at the track map? Do you watch any videos? Do you run through like before you get in the car? Yeah. Corner one, fifth, slight lift. Corner two, like if you've been there before. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't do that. He's like, hmm. See, I, I have to, I bear so much anxiety before I get anywhere near it. Like I have to sit and consume every single potential onboard video I can from pro drivers that's, to club and that's racers. The great, that's, that's how you should do it. Yeah. I suddenly was like, shit, what am I doing? Yeah. Why am I not doing yeah, this? Because psychologically you're like, I can do this in fifth because if he can, I can. Um, or she. Like, yeah, some of the or at least it's doable. You know, it's doable, like-ish. So yeah. you're not going to go around in third. No. And then after, you'll, you'll get an idea and you'll, you'll get up to much pace pace much quicker and yeah. then on a sim you can test it and you can be like it is a bit different in real life but isn't it you can be like well, okay the the it's fear, not sick the fear factor is incredible in real life yeah yeah and you don't get any of the g's really and the weight and the gravity that is all associated with going around a corner fast no, and no. the sore arms neck yeah oh my gosh yeah that, that anyway was bonkers it's good it's good fun mm. it's good fun and um, on, on the way here yeah i guess this is probably part of the i think last time one of the things we talked about is you didn't realize you were going to have to spend so much time talking to, I don't know, the council. No. Um, there's a, you, there's now speed camera signs. Yeah. I don't want to publicly no, 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 this no. out, we, but we, I don't feel like there's speed cameras. No, so what they've done is they, for, for the, so there's a plinth kind of 500 yards down on the right-hand side. So we're big supporters of this. Like anything yeah. and everything we can do to show that we're doing the right thing. So if the community comes in thick and fast and says uh, speeding's an issue and it's generated by caffeine and machine, um, we, we have to kind of take it with a little bit of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, 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 it exists whether we're here or not. So yeah, yeah, is yeah. My first this point. is their opinion, but also... Yeah, but like, I, I empathize, I hear you. Um, we'll, we'll do everything we can. So let's put speed cameras on the road because I don't mind. Yeah. Do you? Um, and so we, we, we worked with, with highways and we worked with the council and we're very, very close to the police force. Um, we do everything we can because we want to protect those roads because that's yeah. where we go and have some fun. But there are no fixed cameras on this road. There is just a spot where one might appear. Uh, okay. And on account okay. of that, they have to put the signs up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, look, it's a 50 mile an hour road. It's <sighs> a fast 50 mile an hour road. You know, we've got the data because we, we do a load of traffic surveys yeah. to understand. Because we, um, we can't qualify it and quantify it in a really nice kind of measured argument back to anyone unless we've got the data points to support it. So we, we went and found those data points. And, you've, and you went out, you got the data. That in itself says so much to the people you're talking to. Yeah, we found some weird things. Like the road's never busier than when we're shut. <laughs> like, it's really weird. And, you know, it's, we, we sit between one of the biggest tourist towns in the country and one of the biggest, um, here he is again. Tractors back. Yeah, one of the biggest kind of commercial towns in Banbury, right? So you've got Banbury and you've got Stratford-upon-Avon and this is the link road. Of course it's going to be busy. Yeah, yeah, and you've yeah. got, you know, 40,000 Jaguar Land Rover Aston Martin employees that live over there. And, you know, you've got, you've just got a lot of people. Yeah. Um, thank God we haven't gone 20 miles an hour like London. Like I went to London at the weekend. Good Lord, dude. How do you deal with that? What? So it's, I had to a, do a, a speed awareness course recently. Um, it, was, it was quite, a, it, it was a good course. Um, the reason I got done I, gen I really, this, this is the first speeding offence I've ever had. Hmm. Um, and it was a rolling like 70 into a 50 into a 40, all dual carriageway up to a big roundabout. And I was done like slightly over the 40 sort of limit in the 40 section. Yep. What I'd done is just lifted off. Anyway, I'm not defending it, don't yep. speed. Um, on the course, they, they did this bit at the beginning. Oh, I've definitely tangented off, but I thought it was quite interesting. Um, and they got everyone in my sort of little group eight people or something yeah they showed us some video clips and they said write down what the speed limits are in all these places yes and i reckon 75 percent of people hang got clear no. the only obvious one that i've got etched into the back of my brain is if there's lamp posts it's 30. yeah well, unless it says 50 40 yeah etc yeah and people don't grasp that national speed limit varies between single lane and two they don't grasp it varies between weight of vehicle the yeah. amount of axles you've got on your vehicle 
Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know if you have basically a heavy vehicle, it's like 10 miles an hour, yeah. vaguely yeah. slower, et cetera, et cetera. Because th- that, that must lead into a, a road rage situation, I guess, where if you're following like a tractor and you're like, why, or a lorry, and you're like, why are you going 50 in a 60? Yeah. You're like, oh, the speed limit is, is 50 for limit. them. They're yeah. not being annoying. That. I, I thought that was, that was particularly interesting. Right. Let's talk about the new place. Yes. Are there two new places? I know this is like diverging a little bit, but I feel like there are two. So um, I've got to be very conscious what I say. Okay. So there's only one. Purely, yes. Right. Okay. Um, there's one. Yeah. Look, the, again, go back to what we said here about when we opened and uh, trying to engage and make a community understand that all we're really doing is trying to save local economics at the, at the core of all of it. Um, countryside pubs are sliding away. Yeah. Um, places to hang out are disappearing. Um, so, you know, when we look at country pubs as, a, as an opportunity for us, we're trying to reinvigorate. We're trying to put economy back into the local towns. They think that we're a, we're a nuisance. Um, so <laughs> that's Lynn. She's one of my absolute rock stars on the right there. Um, so, you know, when we, when we come to kind of say that we're arriving, we're coming into town, people get upset and a bit stressed out. Yeah. So we keep that a little bit quiet because we just want to protect our ability to open. So there is formally one more. Yeah, um, the bowl. The bowl, yeah. So um, I spent a lot of time trying to think about names um, and then realized one afternoon I was staring at the Millbrook High Speed Bowl. So I was like, let's call it the bowl. And that's a significant automotive feature of the area. Yeah, look, I, I spend a lot of time trying to figure out where the best spots are to go. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the concept of being here, it was, it was either going to be Warwickshire uh, to some extent, or I, I, you know, I wanted to do kind of Southern California, or I wanted to do Pacific Northwest. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think yeah, we spoke yeah. about this, and it's it's again, it's culture, it's knowing where the car community sits. Um, so yeah, when we looked at Bedford, I was conscious of everything from UTAC to Red Bull to all of the teams that sort of the, mm. the businesses that filter into Formula One teams um, to BSA auctions. Uh, to um, Mercedes-Benz, VW Audi Group, they're all in and around that region, right? Yeah. They're all kind of Milton Keynes, E-Bolt, um, Bedford, kind of Amped Hill. Yeah, not far from a bunch of circuits, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and it's super accessible into, into London. You know, it's a very different proposition for you to come here versus yeah. you to go to the bowl. So it opens up a whole set of new chimney pots. Um, so yeah, we found this place. Oddly, we found it three years ago now, give or take. Um, and it was a failed purchase back then. Like we got so close um, and we lost it. The, the chairman of the company that owned it, it was a big pub chain that owned it. Um, it they, they, they reneged on it, but thankfully they came back to the table um, and we found ourselves uh, going into negotiation. When was it now? It's all happened in an absolute whirlwind, Sam. Let's just say within the last six months, it's gone yeah. from, oh shit, it's back on the table um, to now being the better part of nine, what are we, nine days away? It's the sixth, we're yeah. on the 14th. It's just bonkers. Um, it's really, really exciting. Whole new world, whole new way of trying to understand the local area, getting to know new people, um, getting to understand how the, the community is going to accept us. So far, touch wood, hand on heart, it's been overwhelmingly supportive. That's awesome. Um, you know, the Facebook group pages that are bobbing in and around the local area to the, to the mayor, to the district councillors, to the, the police and crime commissioner. Everyone is kind of saying, we really are excited about you coming, um, which is a complete flip to the pain we had in the other one, which is Derbyshire, um, which is a, it's a really difficult conversation. And we're having to trade that as a, as a pub um, because we've really struggled to get it through. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Like the, the fact at all that people are talking about you coming to an area. That's mental in itself. Like, just as a thing, you're like, how do I, I'm just trying to open basically a venue. Like, yeah, that's cool. Like, but like, it's got to this point where people, everyone's like, yeah, we, either we like you, most I, people. I just can't get my head around the fact that people are talking about it. I, I, it's that's that crazy. kind of that imposter vibe again. It's yeah, like, yeah. really? <laughs> like, I can't get my head around this. Like, we had a guy recently, and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna name him, his name is Troy, and he's amazing. Um, he'd, he'd flown in from LA just to come and stay at Cafe and a Machine. I'm like, you are kidding me. That's super cool. And he's like, no, man. Have you got a little, uh, no, it's not really a thing, a little, no, we, a little board yeah, of like look, furthest distant travel, but that's, that almost makes it. I'd like to put an atlas thing, up and isn't do it? a pin in the map. Yeah, that'd um, be cool. Because again, the minute, and it's, it's weird because it's just the way that I think, the minute you uh, elevate someone. Yeah, 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 I agree, I agree. Because someone will try and, oh, hello. 
I love a Bipu Lexus, man. So slammed, you ever, slammed, laid out Lexus LS400. Do you ever get the ones with the, I don't know what they're called, the massive exhaust? You might start like that, but with a big... Bossazuka. Bossazuka. Yeah, they you come. Had, you get some of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I've never seen in the yard in? is actually is a Bossazuka motorbike. Um, People have motorbikes like that. Yeah. Cheese up. It's a thing. <laughs> it's an absolute thing. Even down to like Phil Morrison's Lambo occasionally rocks oh, yeah, up yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's got a super jack flare, just because that's what he takes his style inspiration yeah, from. Yeah, that right? is super cool. Yeah. And then, and then you get the full other end of the spectrum. You get your Gordon Murray T50 or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they were here, here last night. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The bowl. Yeah. It's the plan for a similar sort of establishment to here. Yeah, so look, the, the, the bowl kind of culturally will be the same. Um, there'll be a creative difference a little bit. Um, in, in general, we always knew that each location would, would pull for its own community and it would have yeah. its own flavor. Um, it's gonna be within reason cookie cutter. Um, yeah. But we want to use it as an opportunity to try different things, approach mm. things in a slightly different way, um, potentially deliver a different menu. Because um, again, people come in and they go, "Oh, the menu's a bit, a bit basic and a bit simple." And it's like, "Well, we have to, we have to serve nearly fifteen hundred people in a day." That is, that's nuts. Yeah. So when you when you start to look at these incredible menus that that some places offer, it's just like it's it's unfeasible. Like the wastage yeah. is astronomical. So it's a bit smaller. Um, but there's opportunities to have fun down there. And again, a whole new world. Like I keep sitting in and around local towns and villages. I have, to, I have to, I have to go and feel it and vibe it. So if you see me sat on the side of the road, I'm not being weird. I'm just watching. Um, <laughs> or counting traffic. Which could be weird in itself. <laughs> but yeah, it's understanding, you know, who, who's coming in, um, you know, how, how do we profile the car park? How do we make sure that slam cars can make in if there is a high prevalence of them in and around Bedfordshire? Can they get in here? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I tested it early days with my van. So my old 68 Westie was yeah, yeah, so yeah, slammed. Yeah, super low. Um, you know, we, we've stopped to have to communicate people now to say, come in, come in, turn in right, not turn in left. If you're super slammed and you're coming in left, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it it's a bit work. harder than coming in right. Um, but yeah, it's fine, it's fine. The biggest issue is coming across the, uh, the Brickyard 400 lip. Um, oh, okay. But thankfully, most people deal with it. Yeah, they make it. Air's become a thing. Static's not that. You know, if you're static, you're gonna accept you're gonna whack everywhere. Yeah. Because England is England. Um, Do most people, I'm not in the scene. Do lots of people, mainly run air now or do some people just run super low and yeah. you know as well I think air's becoming as it gets more capable of delivering a dynamic driving experience yeah. I mean you've got air in that right um, in, your, in, your, in your Mercedes it's so, it, lifted at the moment yeah so look air is getting better and better and better static is still a thing I'm static um, on my big Mercedes uh, I'm guessing that that Nissan down there is static um, just because I can't see it bobbing and lifting up and down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Static still gives you that more dynamic thing. You won't see it in drift cars. You'll see it in scene cars. Um, it's very much a thing that sits in the German world. So yeah. um, Audis, Mercs, uh, BMWs go for a bag, VWs. I do J like JDM it. guys love a coil. Um, and they love like getting down, like nasty low. <laughs> Painfully low sometimes. Um, you'll hear them tonight. You'll hear them scraping. Um, I'm, I'm really intrigued as to um, but straight with how, pride, right? how it's going to be. Uh, one of the things you've done is you have this series called I Love You, Man. Yeah. What, what's this about? Talk to me. So it's only come to the fore recently um, because we've, we've recently taken on a... We've, because we're going from this kind of founder-led 
uh, loosey-goosey, fun, interesting business to something that we would like to try and scale. Yeah. Um, we've brought a managing director in, a guy called Matthew Finch. And Matt grabbed me one afternoon and just said, what is Our Man all about? And I had to go away and think about it. And I realized that the brand is probably underpinned by it to some extent. Um, and it traces all the way back to the Middle East where all of this kind of ideation for caffeine and machine started to materialize. And I found myself a bit lonely. Um, I was a fully functioning alcoholic. Um, there was a lot of Jack Daniels being drunk, a liter a day quite happily. I was hideously mm. overweight. I was hugely depressed. I was in an ill relationship, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And if you scratch it away, there was that weird kind of um, visa thing that implicated, that happens in the Middle East where every three years and five years you lose people. So these people that I was making relationships with were saying goodbye and moving back to their home countries, yeah. you know, be it South Africa or Australia or England. So I was like, how do I get a scenario where I can meet like-minded people? And that's all it ever was, like-minded people to talk to and to share some emotive feeling of, I've had a bit of a shit day, you know, how are you kind of thing? Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we'd gone through the, the rise of caffeine and machine. I Love You Man didn't exist until post-COVID. Um, and I sat and watched the movie I Love You Man with my partner, Laura. And we were like, we should, we should absolutely be leaning into this. Like, this is a thing. Um, and we've never really talked about it. And there's a wave of mental health floating around the world at the moment and a wave yeah. of people getting involved. And we've never really stood up and said, look, it's part and parcel of our business. Um, it sits at the core of it. You know, this whole get in where you fit in, meet a stranger that becomes a friend is it's mental health support yeah. mechanism. So I Love You Man is the first Monday of every month within reason. It's not the easiest thing to pull off because it's quite difficult to, if you imagine the funnel of getting someone to the sofa starts at 10, uh, conversations whittle to five pretty quick. To get that one person to commit to come and spend five hours of, of their life on the first Monday of every month proved in the early days quite tricky. Yeah. Um, it's now getting more fluid, it's getting more interesting. When I'm phoning people, they're jumping on it and saying yes. Um, we, we raise, within reason, a thousand pound a night for charity, and cool. it's the charity of choice of the person that sat on the sofa. Um, it's become a really interesting way of being, oh, and the core of it is it's unrecorded and unscripted. Yeah. Like, if you want to experience it, you need to be there. Um, and Who's that's the a, host? That's a bit weird. It's me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've look, not been, and it's not on the internet, so I, I don't no, know. No, we don't. It's that secret thing, and it's like the, it's the frustrations of other people's Instagrams that we all bear, right? So it's it's how do you get rid of all of it? And it's like, well, you de-digitize it. I quite like that. I like that. No, I like that. Yeah. Um, look, I'm I'm keen to do an After Dark series. It's something that I'm I'm working to deliver next year. Is how do I give other people the ability to share what they've gone through, um, and do it in a slightly different manner. So that the night itself, I hope to always keep unrecorded. Yeah. Uh, but the ability to do this prior or post yeah, yeah, yeah. as a follow-up after you've thought about it um, is something that's super important to me. Um, and it's become important to the entire business. I've actually got it tattooed on my arm. It's become quite nice. a thing, dude. Um, and, and as a business, we're really proud of what we've achieved with it. So yeah, it's un unrecorded highs, lows, ins and outs of someone's career and life. Yeah. Um, and that might be, you know, sitting down with a professional rugby player like George North um, and talking to him about what it feels like to bear the weight of an entire nation on your shoulders when you go and run out yeah. and throw a ball around. Um, to someone like James Walker, who we both know really, really well, who found kind of comfort in a camera and his ability to control his speech impediment. Yeah. Um, you know, it's hugely important that people are aware of the ins and the outs of everything because, you know, everyone is a force for good, Sam. Everyone's got a tough gig. No matter what background you are, no matter how much wealth you've got, um, no matter your upbringing and your scenario, you still have shit moments in life. Yeah. Um, and the ability to share it. And I think it's, there's two factors about it that are so great. Like getting people to not publicly talk about it, but talk about it in front of other people. Yeah. It's probably really, it's, it's probably quite a good process for the person that's doing it's it. It's quite cathartic. Um, and then these are people that generally looked up to by other people who might be going through similar or had similar issues or whatever, like sort of stuff. And you look at it and you go, oh shit, they have problems as well. Like, yeah. And, you know, we, again, everyone has an opinion about the way that things are done. And, you know, I've, I've had some really wonderful conversations with people that sit within you know, charitable 
structures like calm or yeah um and and you know they always just say back back to me just keep keep doing it because what you're doing is good enough um you know you're not here to provide mental health support per se you're here to just raise the fact that it is good to chit chat and describe and feel and share um something that came up today like a problem shared is a problem halved to some extent yeah um and yeah, you find interesting things, you know, to, to your point of these aspirational characters. Um, it's taken, it took me a better part of a year to get him, and timing-wise, but um, a good friend of mine, Magnus Walker, joined. Mm. Um, and Magnus is, Magnus is a character, he's an enigma. You see him, and you're like, that guy's got his shit together. Um, and we had this amazing conversation where he, he revealed something that I don't think he's ever revealed to anyone. In fact, Hannah, his, his significant better half, incredibly talented writer for Bloomberg, um, said that no, he, no, one's ever, no one's ever heard wow. this before. And the guy has a nightly bath where he sits in a nice warm bath, puts his incense on, turns all the lights off, no music. And that's his moment. Like he has an, nice. hour, an hour in the tub. And that's it. That's his, that's his ability to reflect, soak, shut everything off, yeah. recharge, reboot, get out of the shower, we're off again. And without it, he feels crippled. Like if that's he has a scenario where he doesn't have a bath, he's done. Um, I had him on the, the podcast a while ago and um, he was one of those people that you, I've, I've seen and sort of on the internet as this like really cool, edgy dude, just like got a bunch of cool Porsches, kind of seems to have got his shit together. And, um, and we did a podcast and it was, it was quite a long one. And I was like, oh, he's just... The guy's an opportunist. He's just a cool dude. Yeah, and, I mean, and, what uh, was he talking about? He was talking about Bucksmart and... You know, this ability to just sniff stuff out that, that felt right. And, you know, from sleeping on a bench to being able to restore an incredibly cool kind of century old house in LA says yeah. a lot about his career. Yeah. Um, right place, right time, handled it well, led by his and gut. And like rolling with it, being like, this is working. Okay, let's. Yeah, where can we go from here? Let's get some people to film in this thing. I think this feels like a good part of town, whatever, yeah. all that sort of stuff. And desperately trying to remember that other people's opinions shouldn't really deflect you. Yeah, um, you know, it's one of the things, one of the sentiments we try and push a lot is uh, just because your mate says, "Oh, you should be doing that," like go with what you feel is right. Yeah, yeah. But other people's influence is a really difficult one to manage. Negative, yeah. Negative mates are, yeah. is a very difficult. I actually at the moment don't. I would say I don't have very many. Oh. Um, and I just join the club. Sort of try not to. Yeah, um, it's a difficult one. But, I've got my my partner and my son, but it's difficult. Um, yeah doing um doing things unrecorded yeah i i really like it's kind of like i i wish all of my podcasts could not be recorded yeah because then you you know that someone would have zero in theory zero filter there's no inhibition now whether they do or not that's that's their own where they are in their own journey i think but it's also something i think about having the putting your headphones on yeah i, I try and get all my guests generally now to have headphones on because it really takes you out of the situation and you just kind of yeah. I listen significantly more during a conversation like this yeah. than I do day to day life I wish I listened more to what people were saying the rest of the time but because it's like imported into your head yeah. everything else like okay we've got like however many people around and whatever I would suggest and stuff it controls ADHD beautifully but it just really like you tune in mm. and you're, you're you're quite a lot it's easier to be present um, Some people have clocked it really fast, especially when we, we kind of say, you know, phones down. It was something that I, I, I noticed recently, neither of us are doing it, which is ace. When you put your phone on your table, you're intimating uh, that the phone is more important than the person you're sat with because it's oh, there yeah. just in case. Yeah. So it's, it's phones down, phones in your pockets, shut everything off, no recording. Yeah. And then the guest kind of goes, <sighs> yeah. And you get a it moment where time, em- yeah, an emotion comes out. We've had some beautiful moments with our guests where there was an emotion release. And it's, it's like, this is really weird. And as, a, as the host, I'm sat there going, oh my God, I'm about to cry. <laughs> um, and there's like 150 eyes. And I find myself looking like, I look at the guest. Yeah. Because if I look right, I'm done. I think that that's one of the, um, one of the benefits of, of, of you know, how you set it up and whatnot. But I can see why lots of interviews and stuff, the ones where they're doing it in a big environment with lots of people, where you just have lighting Yep. on the two people yep. and kind of try and have everything else dark because mm. then you're not yeah, abundantly aware of yeah. every, like oh I've looked around there's a thousand people 
oh no that's oh, I just want to bed. talk to this person just <laughs> let's just roll with it yeah yeah thank you thank you for raising it like I love your man's super important and it doesn't get the airtime because of the way that we do it yeah oh, it's really cool it's a cool thing I'll, I'll try and I'll try and come to one at some point yeah well maybe you should come and join us yeah maybe I don't know if I've got anything interesting to say. I bet we that's could, what, fig- we could figure something out. You've alluded to half of guess. it straight away, right? That's what all my guests say. So like, I, don't, I don't think I've got anything interesting. Like, I've picked you for a reason. Yeah. Low-level friendship circle says everything I need to know. So I, I reckon, the I reckon I've got something. Yeah. Um, right. I'm really excited to see see what's what's going to roll in. Yeah, it's bobbing and flowing already early. Summer, summer evenings. We missed summer and it's here. Ironically, the week everyone goes back to school. What's the, the biggest challenge at the moment with this or what yeah what are you struggling with with all of this um look i think the biggest struggle is um achieving the high standards i set myself yeah um not better that kind of other people's voices not being deflected by other people's opinions because as we as we've grown the circle of those that have known us is just amplified as we've gone yeah um and obviously we're now opening in a whole new area and there's people that have not really heard about us before yeah um and their opinions are like five years behind the conversation curve so there's a challenge in terms of bringing everybody to the table about the way we operate what don't be a dick means why we're inclusive People still don't understand why we're inclusive. And we've got a big mural around the corner that says, Fat Wallet doesn't make you special. <laughs> but ITBs definitely do. <laughs> um, educating people there is a challenge. Um, I think keeping the culture right internally as we expand is going to be a huge challenge. So we're starting to roll out these kind of fireside chats with me because my role in the business is going to change commensurately. It's making sure that the team on the ground get it, understand it. Yeah. Um, live by my methodology to some extent um, and then the, I'd say the, the single biggest challenge is, is turning it into a proper thing if that makes any sense um, back to that kind of founder led interesting concept Like, how do you turn it into something that's truly sustainable where hypothetically in the future we could say you know what culture do we want to go and tap like, where do we want to pop up where do we yeah. want to try and make this work and know that we have the template and the process yeah. To make it work. Um, that, I would say, is probably a set of challenges right in front of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a conversation with someone recently and they sent me a, I think it's called the Ashbridge model. Um, and it's a way of exploring your sort of purpose and values and then the strategy around it and, and all this sort of stuff. Um, and I found it really, it's, it is that, it's, it's, it's what you're talking about. It's like, what are my values? Yeah. What are we aiming for? What are yeah. we trying to do? And then like looking at sort of looping back and going, what am I doing right now? Yeah. And how does, how do, as, as, does everyone else know? Like if you've got a team, yeah. are they behind this? Yeah. Do they feel it? Do they live it? And I can't just run at a thousand miles an hour and hope they keep up. Yeah. Because it's wrong. Um, and you know, Matt, Matt has been a guiding principle in being able to distill what it is that's in me mm. and, and push it back downstream so that everyone that walks through the door gets it, feels it. Um, and has that same experience where they don't just kind of go, I have no idea what that was all about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a big chunky challenge. But then you kind of, the other, the other challenges are the positive ones. Like there's two big ones that are right in front of me at the moment that really excite me and scare me in equal measure. Um, one is the ability to do this. Um, I, I really want to launch a podcast. Yeah. Um, and I want it to be community driven. Um, I want the ability to be able to sit with people and draw them in and find out who they are and give everyone that voice, but in a controlled yeah. ma- control manner. Um, YouTube scares the life out of me, Sam, but I know I need to go and do it. Yeah. I, I know I need to. So my, my core brands are conversation, inclusion, community, and adventure. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not adventuring, I'm not generating the stimulus to bring back to the yard. Yeah. Like if I don't know what's you. going on, how can I accommodate the madness that we were just talking about? So I need to adventure, so I may as well take the camera, yeah. and I'm, I, I need to bring it back. I, yeah, this, this is interesting, because this is how I feel at the moment. Like I've done, whatever it is, 180 podcasts, and yeah. I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of running out of interest. Yeah. And I need, partly because, well, because I've got a small child, so he's coming up to two, and I've just been like taken out of the world for yeah. pretty much two years, which has yeah. been cool. Yeah. Um, 
but then the flip is like I've not had too many really cool interesting experiences in the this this sort of space in a while and you're like I can't you, you don't want to become that person that's not in it you don't no. want to become the I'm not saying I'm not a teacher you're not a teacher in this scenario because you're just trying to get people to talk about their lives and whatnot but yeah. I'm always conscious that you've got to bring some value you've got to know what's going on you don't want to be that that lecturer that everyone goes whether you're a photography person or whatever like yeah but you've not no one's paid you to take photos in like 30 years what do you know about the world right now and yeah. you're like oh, okay yeah yeah I forgot that both of us probably right back at our core are photographers right that's where it all started for me um, I know you're hugely passionate for it too and 100% you know my I love photography because I can freeze time it's that only ability for me just to go moment frozen done mm. no words no no nothing it's there frozen yeah and you can hang it which is beautiful yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it, it's core to that adventure so when I get in a car with Laura um, and we say, where are we going? Well, let's make a beeline that way. Um, we don't book any hotels. Um, we try our best not to use any, co- any form of sat-nav. Nice. Because it predicates a time of arrival, which puts you under pressure. A, so it puts you under pressure to beat the time. To keep going, yes. But it, it puts you under pressure to sort of say, well, there's my time. That's the only time I'm going to have to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's all these simple things that we try and do. Um, and, you know, we'll book a hotel as we're rolling into a, into a local area. Um, we never go above 100 euros if we're out on the road. Um, and it challenges you to find yourself in somewhere interesting. And then we go and eat local, talk local, meet local. Mm. Um, and with a camera and an interesting car, someone is going to come and talk to you. Yeah. It's really weird. And you meet the coolest people. Yeah. And, and it's that... For, for me, it was, the, it was the confidence riser, the ability to kind of say, look, that, that, that dude over there um, is, is alone, but they're there here for the same reason that I'm here. Yeah. So they're just going to say hi. Um, or if I'm on the side of the road taking a photo and an old boy leans out the window and says, whoa, what's that Ferrari? And I'm like, it's not Ferrari, it's a Lotus. <laughs> and he wants to come and have a chat with you. And then yeah. all of a sudden he's regaling stories of, you know, his mum used to drive him to school in an old Lotus, the clat. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's layer on layer on layer. Um, but yeah, photography is my deep-seated love and it's powered all of this. So back to that kind of challenge thing is it's how do I keep taking photos? Um, how do I keep my adventure going so that I've got something new to add? And then the, the most fun thing that I never thought I'd ever try and do is make a clothing line. I, that is, uh, yeah, and that's, cool. that's become a real challenge. Um, mainly because I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it's, again, it's that thing that I was brought up to, to believe in. And it's, again, it's a bit cliche that when you, f- and this is not meant in any way arrogant, but when you feel like you're the most intelligent person in the room, leave. Yeah. Um, and building this kind of fashion line per se, this clothing brand, has meant that I'm literally the idiot in the room consistently. Yeah. Um, and talking to and working with incredible talent from designers to merchandisers, uh, to colorists, um, it's just been wonderfully fulfilling. And again, learning, because everyone's a different shape and everyone's got a different flavor. Yeah. It's like, how do you do it? How do you do it? Who are you for? What are you trying to make? Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's one of those things that is always, I've, I think, you know, we always have those things and, and 100% clothes. Mm. There's, there's some clothes, clothing stuff that I'm like, I don't want to have a clothing line, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, I kind, of, I kind of would like to make some clothes yeah. mainly because I think it's possibly where I don't know if this happened for you it's like I kind of want to make the clothes that I want to wear this. and I don't think people make them or not really it's core and it's, it's, it's core to it it's core to my belief it's like I can't really find what I want to wear and how I want to present it and then I've got to get over the fact that I can't deliver it tomorrow yeah yeah like this is a bit of a walk in uh a descriptive that was used today in a meeting was it's a hockey stick like we're just going to roll into yeah. it and kick out the top and the cool thing is all the way along I can still take photos yeah yeah I, and it fits I can in. capture it in the way that I'd like it captured it's when you look at I think one thing which I, if I did it I'd be like okay but is it also financially feasible does anyone else care you know, okay. this is a big challenge um, but I, I love like my sort of journey through things or whatever is, is a photography background and then it's rolled into making some video which I don't like making video that much 
but like it's it's kind of part of the thing and whatever and you got to do it and stuff. I really love consuming it. I struggle I love to make consuming it. it. And I I realized recently that I love making stuff high quality. Like it's, oh, it's, I'm a content snob, Sam, and it's dangerous. And it's, it, the problem is it doesn't 100% mesh with how the world works at the moment. I think no. it can, but you have to sort of plant your thing in the stand and go, this is, uh, this is one of the things, because it's definitely clashed. I've, I've clashed with myself by yeah. putting out stuff that's like not super high quality in, in the sort of, let's say, looks department. Yeah. Or if I do an interview and I come back and I'm like, that wasn't that good. Or like, uh, I'd rather not do it. I and came across. That's why we're four years in and no YouTube channel. It's 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 tricky, but then at the same time, some point in time, you just have to crack on, don't you? Yeah. You just got to do it. And actually, this is the thing I've realised with these conversations: is if I want to do it in the first place, just do it, get it done. Like I've I've been an absolute moron and not checked my list today. So we've got some slightly different cameras rolling. We've got a, a phone camera over yeah. there and whatever. But the the audio stuff is 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 the same high quality things and. If you don't do it, you don't learn. No. Nope. And you can try and make it better and you can evolve it over time, but that is, you yeah. just got to do it, don't you? should you? probably take a bit of heed from you, Sam. I don't know, though. It's, it's, it's ever-involving. But I, I love how all of these things come back around. You're like, you pick up all of these skills. Yes. And then they sort of come into this melting pot that is you eventually over time, and you're like, look at some a friend or whatever that's doing really well, and you're like, oh, they're really good at this. And you're like, yeah, but they're really good at that because they did this, 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 this for a really long time. Mm. And this is the culmination of all that stuff. Yeah. People miss the culmination. They miss the build. They miss the build because it's everything's instant, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a peer. It's a machine. Yeah. Everyone turns up every night. I mean, it's, it, it must be... He just started this place. <laughs> and well, it when, happened. When did it start? Cr- Crank and Piston, 2006. Like, this has been in my head and in the plan and in the achievement set since, like, 2006. And it's, you know, it's not it's an overnighter, really cool. it's just, it's been there, right? I've wanted to do this for so long and it just got to a point where it was just like, I have to do it and then get it wrong every single day. But um, that, and that's, that in itself is probably, is why it's going so well. It's because you're like, you are personally driven and, I'm, and, and the team um, mate, to, to, to deliver, deliver yeah. and, and you're employing the right people or trying to anyway, and then yeah. evolving and whatnot and you're, you're endlessly like I, I see you all the time. You're like, okay, hey, move that over there. Sort this out. Blah blah blah. They hate me on for the that. phone like this. I need to learn whatever. to stop doing that. Is um, undermining. Undermining is terrible. <laughs> it's it's it, look. And I, I I ask people to stop me in my tracks. Um, what I need to do now is learn to uh, empower the right people I need so to that they it. feel empowered. I need to do this. Yeah, and this kind of. Um, you know, me, me going down to ground level and saying something and then it being fed back up to the management and the team. Phil said this to me. It needs, ah. it needs to go the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and look, I'm learning that. I learn it every day. Every day is a school day. It's insane. Um, I upset people. I frustrate people. I make people smile. Um, but the I, intent, but I'm doing it for the, the right reason. The intention's right. Yeah. And you're doing it for the right reason. And you're doing and, it because you look, care. Look, if we were all really bloody good at management, like the world would be a different place. And coaching. And I feel like management is one of those things that you, you end up in. Yeah. You can choose to go into it, but I'd say that's almost like a different, this is just a different thing. Yeah. This is like, I've had a passion and it's built and built and now I'm in management. Yeah. And look, I'm and a creator at the core of all of this. And if I'm, if I'm on my own or I've left or I've gone for a wander, like that's because I'm trying to think about how to get my way through it. Um, it's not because I'm detaching. Yeah. Nice. Scoob, scoops. So they're beginning to flow. Look, R34. MR2 with some tri spokes on it. Look at that. I think um, this is a good time before we start getting, it yeah. start the background starts getting too loud. Yeah. So we normally wrap this up with five questions. Go on then. Um, Let's have it. I've, I've hit you with the same. You've had these before, so I'll just do a little, yeah, yeah, a yeah. little skim. Any deviations? One car, rest of your life. Oh, I answered this one for myself the other day AMG GTR. Ooh. I find myself completely in love with them, and I blame Assetto Corsa because it was my de facto race car. I, life is weird. I was talking to someone yesterday about random stuff. We were talking about new SL yeah. and new AMG GT. Yeah. And I, it only clocked on me this morning or yesterday that they're basically the same car, yeah. which was, but one's the convertible. That seems to be what they've made. They've yeah. both got rear seats. They've both got luggage space, yeah. but just one has a hard roof, one has not. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I thought they'd made the same car. And then you're like, anyway, 
was talking about this and I was like, you know what's a cool car? AMG GTR. I just think they're wild. They're look, really I fell in cool. love. I like all of them from gull wings all the way up. But the concept of driving a Goldwing every day scares me. No, thanks. Um, and I can't afford it. Um, and SLS... Not for me. Kind of sexy, but not. A bit frustrating. Um, and then, yeah, AMG GT, I still see it. It's ageless. It's done... It stood the test of time so well. And how long has it been around? Early early teens? 2000s? Um, I, I find it a really attractive thing. Um, either that or an, or an S Coupe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You can tell I'm 44 this, now, can't you? No, but this is, the S Coupe is like kind of what I would like this car to be yeah. if if I didn't. If they made an S-Class estate, I would have an S-Class estate yeah, right well, now. you need buggy space, right? You know, I need space yeah. and stuff, and I've lugged some gear and whatnot yeah. and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, it's coming. It's yeah. coming. That, that, the wafty cruiser. Yeah, go for it. Embrace it. And then something, I was chatting to someone about this at an event recently. I'm, I'm getting to that point now where I'm like, I want the, the extremes. Yeah. I want the Rolls, but not a Rolls. <laughs> like that sort of end, yeah. but not a Rolls. And then I want the old and classic and cool and possibly a little bit manic. Yeah, so if you're going to press me, it would be an S Coupe and a 32 Ford Hot Rod. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, this is it. Right? This is it. Because you're yeah. like... If I'm doing a long journey, I want to be comfortable in that. And the rest of the time, I want to be fun, cool, old, whatever. Yeah. Like, like yeah, running yeah, on yeah. cross plies and struggling to change gear. Yeah, and like, you don't have to go fast to have fun. Because, oh. like, that is getting old. Yeah. So, yeah, that. I didn't think I'd see myself saying that a couple of years ago, but I feel All like right. I've embraced it. I, th- I think I'm getting to this. I'm getting there. I'm getting yeah. there. Uh, most undervalued car at the moment? Audi A2. Mm. They're cool. Um, Mark 1 TT. Yeah. I think there was just a design shape. design language. Um, yeah, I just think they're tremendously cool cars. Um, and they are, they're undervalued because you can get them for like two grand, which is just yeah. ridiculous. Um, yeah, for something that's got some real ethos and design around its inception. Yes, that. Most interesting car to you at the moment? Um, most interesting car to me at the moment. I found myself with a resurgent love affair of the Volkswagen Beetle, Sam. Nice. Um, it was my first car. I had one when I was 17. Um, I still have the pleasure of one that just hasn't been used for years. Yeah. Um, I have a 57 over window Volkswagen Beetle. Um, and back to that kind of um, the purity of experience bit that we were just alluding to. Yeah. Um, I drove it the other day. I drove it into Stratford, ran out of fuel because it doesn't have a fuel gauge. <laughs> um, you know, it was the... It made me smile. Like, oh, my cheeks yeah. were aching. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that, it, my it? entire focus, my Instagram, like, search feed is just... Nice. Cowlet Volkswagens and hot rods and, yeah, that. Cool. Final question. Yes, sir. Five-car garage. Right. Unlimited value, you've got to fit into your life. Blah, blah, blah. Copy. So, 32 Ford. Uh, 250 GT Lusso, debumpered, hot rod. Mm. Um... If we're going, if we're going on limited value, I'd really like a Series One Range Rover, but let Rob Dickinson go crazy on it. Yeah, um, like SVR drivetrain, carbon skinned Series yeah. One Range Rover, but make it look like an Alpha Holix, so you wouldn't know. Yeah. Uh, we'll throw that S Coupe in there. Yeah. And then the fifth car, because I've got this dream to live in a Fink somewhere on a Spanish island, um, like a really gnarly, ratty Suzuki Jimny. Oh, yeah. Just something that I can just throw the skateboard and the surfboard in and go to the beach. Yeah. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Did you see the Twisted Jimny? Yeah. I'm oh, driving it in a couple of weeks. I'm oh, very, nice, very excited. Nice. I, I really... That's just, just cool, tractor's isn't it? Tractor's back. Tractor's back. Tra- tractor is killing the Mate, end these of are podcast. these are amazing, though, to be fair. Quad tracks. This is a serious like bit of kit. 400 grand. Oh, yeah, two... Well, that is. But we've now got two, uh, two R35 GTRs that have just rolled in. Oh, yeah. Nice. Look at that. That is cool. So, so yeah, the, uh, the the Jimny's really interesting. I, um, I've had the pleasure of getting to know Charles over the last couple of years. Yep. Um, we, I, think, I think I resonate with Charles because I think I've got the same character as him. I'm a bit weird and a bit awkward. Um, and we, we have these kind of back and forths on WhatsApps. And I rang him up recently and I was like, Twisted, Jiminy, I really, really want one. Um, and he was so accommodating. And then I, I freaked out and backed out at the last minute because I knew that we had a lot of expense coming and I just didn't mm. want to put any pressure on myself. And um, they only do the, com- you can only get the commercial one. 
Yeah, there was some form of legislative reason as to why they sort of stopped it. They probably emissions and something um, somewhere. But yeah, I just it is, I think it there's emissions. The other thing, the other car I really like, and I forget what it's called. Uh, it's a useless comment, but it came in last night. The little Honda. It's quite a modern Honda K car. Um, there's just quirkiness in the in the K car industry. By the way, both those R35 GTRs are driven by ladies. I saw that. Yeah. Very cool. P pretty cool. It's a rising movement. It is. So I'm off to watch the fastest, uh, the fastest drivers. I, th I call it the fastest drivers in the world. We're off to Santa Pod at the weekend to watch them Ooh. drag racing. Um, from my side to close out, I was gobsmacked at uh, both of the people in the finals of Top Fuel, Door Slammers, and um, Funny Car were all women. And it's a sport that doesn't get the light shone on it to the level. Yeah, that and there's. There's, there's, there's a lot of women in those sports. Yeah, well, fastest, well, fastest person in Europe is a woman. Fastest yeah. person in the States is a woman. And it's a sport yeah. that no one looks at. And these things are doing... Yeah, they're, doing they're doing standing 1,000 feet in three and a tickle at over 300... Yeah, it's like not to 300 in... Three seconds. Three seconds. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. Absolutely yeah. mental. Dominating. I'd like to go... I, I want to go to Santa Pod at some point. Yeah, let's do it. Right. Thanks very much. Sam, it's been a pleasure. Coming As always, man. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.